0: Hi, and welcome to Crypto Chats, a podcast that explores cryptids, alien encounters, and ghost stories. This episode was previously recorded for a different type of media, so please ignore all mentions of videos and specific photos. Um, Links to all the photos that are mentioned in this video are in the description. all about one of my true favorite cryptids um, I know I say pretty often just about every video that we're talking about one of my favorites but um, this time we're genuinely talking about one of my absolute favorites um, so we're gonna talk about Um, I don't know what it is about Pukwudgies that I love so much um, but I just I think they're so interesting um, so let's get into it um, so first, I'm gonna give you all the description of a Puckwudgie, so that as I'm telling you um, this origin story and like this this uh, native lore, um, you can kind of wrap your head around like what it looks like and kind of visualize it in your mind. Um, so as you can see here, Puckwudgies are said to be like little trolls, um, little troll people, uh, gray skin, you know, warts, bumps, the whole to do. Um, but with the exception of they have like quills or like spines coming out of their back, um, which is super interesting because in this lore, um, pakuji's can shape shift into hedgehogs or porcupines, um, one of the two. I'm not a hundred percent sure which one because depending on like which version of the story you're hearing, it's different. Um, but some sort of animal within that realm. Um, they can shapeshift to and from. Um, So that's our vague description. You saw the picture, so we're gonna just go from there and I'm gonna start telling you about their lore. So, Pakwajis come from um, Wampanoag lore. The Wampanoag tribe is native to Massachusetts um, and specifically nowadays, what is like the Fall River um, Freetown area. Um, So if you're familiar with the Bridgewater Triangle, it is the bottom most um, point on the triangle. Um, which is home to uh, Freetown Fall River State Forest which is really known for its Pukwudgie sightings Um, and then within the Bridgewater Triangle we also have Dayton Rock, um, Hockamock Swamp, Um, there's a bunch of stuff happening there and all of that is kind of like the central home to the Wampanoag tribe. Um, So in the Wampanoag culture, in their lore, Pukwudgies originally um, were around and lived peacefully coexisted peacefully with humans um, and it started that way and that's great there was like to my knowledge at least no tomfoolery between the Pukwudgies and the humans and they kind of all just lived together in harmony and everything was great. Um, a little later down the line um, in Wampanoag lore um, and in Wampanoag culture they tell of this deity called Mashup who um, came in and aided the humans um, in a lot of great ways um, and because of their relationship and their admiration for Mashup, the Pakwajis started to get a little bit jealous that they weren't getting treated like that. So their jealousy kind of morphed and turned into um, a total change of behavior and a total change in the way they acted towards humans. Um, so jealous of their relationship, of humans' relationship with Mashup, the Pakwajis started Playing tricks on humans and acting more malicious than um, they would previously. There's like tons of legends about things Pukwajis could do, um, which include um, being able to practice magic, um, shooting humans with poison darts, uh, messing with them, throwing rocks at them, like things like that, just generally trying to ruin their day. Um, Yeah. So that's really interesting to me. Um, The lore goes on to say that Mashup and his wife and his five sons came together and exiled the Pakwudgies to the west coast, which is interesting. And I did a lot of digging on this because I just thought it was really, really neat, but almost every native tribe has um, some lore with these little tiny trickster people. That's a very common theme in almost just about really every culture's lore. Um, there is like some sort of little being that is a trickster that like, wants to mess with humans and is just not really to be messed with. Um, and it's interesting because in Wampanoag culture when they exiled the Pockwudgies to the west coast, they started seeing um, other tribes on the west coast started introducing those creatures into their lore. Um, And time periods, we're talking like early, 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 like, human time. Um, You know, there's not a a specific date of when this stuff started happening, but if you look at the time frames, they're kind of, you know, they kind of line up with each other, and it's really interesting. Um, So in the lore, we have the Pukwudgies, they're exiled to the west coast, and then the humans and Masha and his family are all living peacefully together um, in this area of Massachusetts. Um, (laughs) over time, Pakwajis started to make their way back to Massachusetts. Again, don't have an exact frame of time for you there because I just don't know. Could have been six months, could have been six days, could have been six years, not sure. Anyway, they made their way back to Massachusetts and they were pretty angry because, you know, they got kicked out of their homes and sent across Country, so they're pretty mad about it. Um, and to get their revenge, they ended up killing Mashup and his five sons and his wife. So, (laughs) lots of bad stuff happened there. That's not great, we don't love that. And then, instead of trying to rebuild their relationship with humans, they continued to just be on this path of being a trickster, being malicious, and just trying to mess with them. Um, so unfortunately. That's kind of where we're at today. Um, The area where Pakwajis are really known for um, in the State River, Fall River State Forest and the Freetown State Forest and the town of East Freetown and Fall River, Massachusetts and this whole chunk that is known as the Bridgewater Triangle still to this day has pukwudgie sightings that are reported often um, which is really crazy to me and i want to talk about some of those sightings as well okay so our first sighting was by a woman named joan um if you have never been to the uh fall river and freetown state forest um, it is a big state forest that has a lot of hiking trails through it uh, there's like a public pool there's picnic benches uh um, my My boyfriend and I went there recently and I'm going to sidebar that because we'll talk about that after because we had our own experience that I will elaborate on. Um, But if you've never been there, it is beautiful. There are so many hiking trails and they're all great. um, And it's a very popular spot down in that area to go hiking through the woods. Um, So our first sighting comes from a woman named Joan. Um, Who was hiking through these trails when she saw um, a little troll-like creature uh, that she described to be about two feet tall uh, with pale gray skin um, hairy arms hair on its head and She described it as having um, Really really short legs like its body was more mostly torso and like really tiny legs Um, and then she also had described it as Having glowing green eyes and um, a nose almost like a canine, which is really interesting because that's not something that usually makes its way into the descriptions or um, artist sketches of these creatures. Um, but that's weird. That's cool. Um, also, it's worth noting that Pockwudgies are meant to are known to be um, not just like one singular thing. Like it's not just one Pockwudgie, It is like many Pockwudgies. So as as with most things that there are many of um, in species, like there is some variation in appearance. Um, So this woman reported seeing it while she was on her hike. um, And later when she had gotten home, she lived in the same county as this uh, state forest. um, And when she got home, she was kind of tormented for weeks by the same creature tapping on her windows, knocking on her doors while she was sleeping. trying to mess with her, and there are a lot of sightings that end need people uh, reporting that these creators have followed them home to continue to mess with them. Um, which is crazy, that's really scary to me. Because I feel like a lot of times when you like when you go somewhere and you see something weird, you're like, great, I went to this place and I saw something weird here. And you don't think of, oh, well, it came home with me, now it lives in my house with me, like now I have to deal with this at my home. It's like something that you think of as two separate things, like you have this experience here and then this is your home. But to have that thing follow you back to your house is really creepy to me um, and as somebody who like, does amateur ghost hunting a lot and paranormal investigation very often it's something I think about a lot because of the the possibility of that happening and it really freaks me out um so for Joan I hate that I'm so sorry I hope it has stopped tapping on your windows Okay, so the next uh, eyewitness sighting that I'm going to share with you guys is from a man named Tom. Keep in mind too that these these two sightings that I have read to you now have happened in the year 2020. Like these are very, very recent ones um, and it's not hard to find even more recent sightings um, online because this area is supposedly so filled with popologies that it's like you can't escape them no matter where you go. Um, so we we have Tom, um, and Tom was, again, also hiking um, in the uh, Fall River, Freetown State Forest, um, where he saw a glowing ball of light that was kind of bouncing down the trail. Um, and he followed it, and he followed it for a while, and when he finally had reached it, it disappeared, and he turned around to see a Pukwudgie behind him. Um, his description was incredibly similar uh, to Joan Torf first sighting, Joan, Um, same general thing, the only difference was that in his sighting, he saw it run away with an unearthly moan, is what he described it as, which is creepy. And then a couple weeks later, our our buddy Tom here was driving, uh, he parked in the parking lot of the state forest, Um, you know, my dad does that sometimes, he just parks and he goes through his emails and then he goes home. I don't know why. I don't know why people do that. But Tom did that, and he, you know, he sat down, he was come home from work, and he just wanted to chill for a few minutes. So he parked in the state forest parking lot, and he's going through his phone, and he's, he's hanging out, and he looks up, um, and he sees a Puck Budgie looking at him from about 20 feet away of, on the tree line. Um, he gave the same exact description, uh, just minus the sound this time. Uh, I guess I didn't moan at him this time. Um, but he gave the same exact description and, um, upon giving this description he also said that it was definitely a different one than he had seen the first time. Which is interesting. because um, it kind of just reconfirms that there are different creatures, <laughs> different, like, different, I don't know, like, beings, um, amongst this, like, species of cryptid. Um, and then he reported that very suddenly his car radio started going off, uh, his car was off. You know, he's sitting in the parking lot by himself with his car off, he's got his lights on, he's just chilling. Um, and his car radio started going off um, on its own and then his engine roared to life and he said, you know what, I think it's time for me to leave. And I think I would have agreed with him. Um, so that's really interesting. Like the, the ball of light to me is really cool um, because I, I feel like that's a common thing with a lot of things like this like I I don't know how to how to explain what I'm thinking in my head but glowing balls of light or something that you see in this realm kind of all over the place you know like they they pop up in a lot of cryptid sightings they pop up in a lot of paranormal um, settings they pop up a lot in alien um, encounters and I think it's just like The universal sign for something weird is about to happen you know you see a glowing ball of light and you're like okay great I got it something strange is going to happen Um, yeah and that's just like I think it's such a common occurrence in these like situations that there's no way that that's not somehow connected to each other Um, so now I want to talk to you guys about my personal experiences Um, and I've got two to share with you which are super interesting Um, and yeah so here we go also sidebar the town of east freetown which i love this so much um had put up i think in 2017 or 2018 uh, it might have been earlier than that i know that it was a couple years ago put up signs on the town um, in the town on the street that you get into the state park on Um, that were Pukwudgie crossing signs, and it was the whole, you know, it looked like a crosswalk sign, except it had a silhouette image of a Pukwudgie on it, and it said Pukwudgie crossing on it. Um, I'm really bummed because when we went down there, I did not get to see it, unfortunately. I think somebody had probably stole it. Um, I don't know, I was really upset that I didn't get to see it. But I think that's really cool, and I appreciate them kind of trying to normalize people seeing, like, these strange things you know like that's really cool to me like if you've got a local cryptid normalize people seeing it it'll make people feel a little bit less crazy um and also it's just cool like really embrace that you've got that going on i love that um so anyway we went hiking we walked through uh one of the shorter trails it took us about an hour and a half it was not short but it was shorter the rest of them and we didn't want to go too deep into the woods it was one of those days that was like 96 degrees crazy humid it had just rained it was hot and gross out and we were like you know what we're gonna do one of the short ones and see what we can find while we were walking through the woods and i have my gopro the whole time i filmed the whole thing um i might put it up separately if you guys want to watch it you can i did not catch anything interesting or at least anything that i noticed on my gopro i do still have the footage um, so if anyone wants to see it, I will gladly upload it and you guys can look through it um, Like I said when I reviewed it, I didn't find anything out of the ordinary um, And it's a lot of just me being bad at walking through the woods um, So it's a little bit embarrassing But you know if it's requested I'll definitely put it up for you guys to watch um, Alternatively though, my boyfriend had my knife on camera and he was taking pictures You know as somebody who does um, paranormal investigation a lot Um, I and he usually comes with me Um, he's gotten very good at knowing to just constantly be taking pictures and like trying you know take two shots of one frame move on take two shots of another frame so that you know when something is amiss in the first one and you can see the difference Um, so we got a lot of weird orb material um, and so I'm actually going to put these pictures on uh, my ghost hunting blog which um, the link is going to be down in the bottom in my link tree so if you'd like to check that out feel free it is just um, retellings of my experiences when paranormal investigating various uh, cemeteries and haunted bridges and houses etc so if that interests you feel free to check it out Um, anyway uh, so we got some weird orb material weird shapes like there are a lot of spots, which I have a theory about this. And you guys can feel however you want about it, but this is my theory. Uh, my personal theory is that Pog Wedgies cannot be photographed, much like a vampire, except I think that when they get photographed, they just get blurry. Um, and I think that because in a lot of the photos that we captured in this state forest, there are random splotches in the pictures that are just really blurry, but in a specific shape of like a person. And that sounds crazy, and I know, I am aware. But it's weird. Um, And while so (laughs) weird, back to my original point. We were walking through the forest, we got about halfway through, we had to stop for a few minutes, we found a little bench, um, a tree that had been carved all over, You know, it had a lot of weird markings in it. There were some, you know, standard, like, a heart with some initials and things, but there were a lot of weird symbols on it too, um, and we found, um, some, like, things that I assume were from a ritual, um, just stuff that was kind of unsettling to find in the middle of a forest that's supposedly, uh, teeming with little creatures that want to kill you, um. But we stopped there for a little bit because there was a little bench and we hung out. We got up to get moving and my boyfriend and I both heard what sounded like someone running at us from the part of the the trail that we had just come down. Um, And we both turned and we didn't see anything, but we heard something kind of duck into the bush. Um, So we're thinking maybe somebody else is like behind us, maybe it's an animal, whatever. We keep walking. Um, If you do, if I do end up posting that footage, you're going to hear me get really scared because it freaked me out a lot um, it was a very it was one of those moments it was like very it's like suddenly very real and I was like oh my god we're really doing this this is really scary like we might actually see something weird and like yeah it would be sick in hindsight but for now in the middle of it it's scary um, So we keep walking um, shortly down the trail my boyfriend stops and he says, I just saw something behind us and it was like two, three feet tall, it was gray and it looked like a person. And I'm like, that's scary. That's exactly what we came here looking for. And that's freaky. And while you know we spent the entire rest of the trail being very on edge, very alert, trying to figure out what was following us because ever so often we would hear the same scampering footprints coming from behind us, um, running at us down the trail. And then Ian would turn around and say, I just saw a flash of something run. And then we'd go, great, so it's following us. That's scary. Uh, we reached another point, which, and this is this is just something that's weird. I don't think it's necessarily related to, to the Pukwudgies or to anything else that I've talked about so far. But we got to a point where we took a break because it was, like I said, very hot, very muggy, and we were very tired. Um, and I didn't even notice this until I was reviewing my footage afterwards we stopped at a log that somebody had spray painted the word help onto which is crazy like I filmed the log on my GoPro but did not even recognize in my head that it said help and it was just unsettling to watch afterwards because I was like what happened that somebody spray painted this word on this downed tree like that's Weird. Anyway, we got off of the like the. So the way the trails are is like there are walking trails, there are driving trails, there are horse trails, a whole bunch of stuff. So we got off of the walking trail that was through the dense part of the forest um, and onto one of the horse trails. So it's much wider, um, much easier to like spread out and see things. Whereas like before we had been walking straight up through bushes. So while we are walking down that trail, I constantly was feeling like something was watching me, something was following us, and I turned around a lot, and multiple times I saw the same kind of creature that my boyfriend described, a small, grey, human-looking creature jump off of the side of the trail into the tree line. Like I saw it a couple times, and I was kind of like whipping back and forth so much that I just kept my GoPro straight because I was like, if I turn it with me, it's just going to be a blur of motion. So I didn't catch any of it on camera and I'm really mad at myself for doing that, but what are you going to do? Um, so then, you know, we we continued on, we got to the end. Um, Ian continued to take a bunch of pictures the whole time and it was just really cool um, to go through them and look at all the orbs and stuff that we found. Um, and we also found this this weird ball of light that was moving in an L shape but like sideways and i'm very certain it wasn't a bug because of my i have been doing paranormal investigations since i was 8 or 9 years old Um, and at this point I'm pretty certain I know what a bug looks like when you catch it. And also in other pictures we had caught a bug, we compared it, we did a lot of analyzing, trying to figure out what it was, and determined that it was in no way a bug. So it's just this weird ball of light that's moving in a really weird shape, and it left a trail with it, and it's very strange. Again, it's going to be in my blog if you want to see it. It's very interesting. Um, and when we initially went through the the pictures, I didn't catch this, but I caught it afterwards because I, Wanted to revisit them. Um, There is one of those weird blurs of scenery in the shape of a human um, a couple feet off from where that ball of light is. Uh, Mind you, we didn't see that ball of light in person. Like, we did not actually see that with our eyes. It's just something we caught in the picture. Anyway, so we finish our hike and we go and we're sitting on a picnic bench. We're being real cute, having a picnic, you know, doing our thing. Um, and there were rocks falling from, not falling, they were being thrown from one of the bushes behind us, and they were kind of arching up and falling directly in front of, well, in front of me because I was facing that way, um, into the middle of this opening where the tree, there was no tree cover, so it was just, um, an open circle of, like, sunlight, um, and I was watching these rocks come fall out of the bushes and fall into the middle which is crazy and weird and then I noticed after a while we were sitting and I had turned my body um sitting on the picnic bench and I was looking um at a clearing that's in one of the back parts that leads to one of the trails and I was watching and this this might have what may have well been a child um you know it was probably like I have to say like close to a thousand feet away from me I'm really bad at judging distance, so it could have been closer, but it was far enough away that I saw a black figure, you know, too dark, too far for me to make out any details about it except for that it was essentially like looking at a silhouette of a person peeking out from behind trees watching us. And I sat there for a while and I watched it in that area to see if it would happen again or if it was something that I had just kind of made up because I wanted to see something. And then it happened again, and I was like great, so I'm not just making this up, I'm actually seeing it. And then right before we left I saw the same creature peek out one more time, and then dart across the clearing into the woods. And I was like, that's crazy, great. We ended up leaving after that, we wanted to go um, to, we are going to go to Profile Rock, I did not realize that it had crumbled, and I was very upset to learn that. Uh, we went to Dighton Rock. Um, and. We did not quite get to go to Hockamock Swamp, it was just too hot for us, so we went home. Um, shortly after that, I moved into a new apartment. Um, my new apartment, the one that I currently live in now, is surrounded by a swamp, and which I love. We, we have gone off the deep end, making up swamp names for our house. Um, but it's surrounded by this weird swamp and then lined with woods. Um, It's a really cool place to live, we really enjoy it, but we have this little deck out back, and this is my second experience. Um, uh, It's it's weird, we've been dealing with it for a while, and recently it's gotten a little bit better. Um, But I'll tell you about it, so, basically, we have this little deck out back, and we would sit out there, you know, and smoke, and hang out, and have drinks. Um, and it's tiny, it only fits about four people, but, you know, we'd sit out there, there's only four of us that live here, so we'd sit out there and just hang out, and we were noticing very often that rocks, like, rocks like this big, were being thrown at our house. Not just, like, kicked up, not just, like, tossed, like, thrown at our house, um, to the point where there are marks in the siding where the rocks have hit. Um shortly after that sort of, ha- you know, we started getting weirded out. We kind of just assumed that there are some kids that live in the apartment complex behind ours. Um, and we kind of just assumed that they were messing with us. So we kind of wrote it off. We got this weird baby doll um, that a friend of ours gave us. Um, and it sits on the corner of our porch and watches the woods. It's <laughs> very weird, but we like it. Um, and we started to notice that the baby was covered in random, like, battle wounds like it's suddenly like covered in scuffs and like really dirty like it's been like having the rocks thrown at it which it didn't look like that when we first got it it was dirty I'll tell you it was not in perfect condition but it was not as bad as it looks now and then the rocks started to get worse we'd have more rocks thrown at us there'd be some Um, it was happening mostly at dusk Um, But then it started happening during the day as well there were was a time I was outside with my boyfriend and a rock missed my head by a couple inches to hit the opposite side of the building um, or the opposite side of our porch rather Um, and they were getting like really close to us and so (laughs) And also also our things were getting broken out there, you know We had citronella candles out there. We had like cups and stuff and we'd come out and they'd be shattered so We started to be like, okay, so what actually is going on here? Because at this point, you know, we started to watch when the rocks would hit because we'd be out there when it happens. We'd be like, great, a rock hit. Where are the kids? And we turn and we can see through the woods directly behind our house. It's not super thick. Um, You can see the building behind. Um, But because of that, we were watching and noticing that the children were not the culprits because they just weren't there. So we started to be like, okay, well we're gonna look into it um, and try to figure out what it actually is. Uh, Me being the person that I am was like, here's a list of cryptids or weird phenomena that this could possibly be. Um, Some of the things that we considered were wood devils, which are New Hampshire's um, Sasquatch-esque cryptid, uh, Pockwudgies, the Fae, (laughs) we're hoping it wasn't that one, Um, aliens, something paranormal, we had a whole bunch of reasons, like a uh, whole bunch of things that we thought it could possibly be. And and squirrels. Like we also thought that it could possibly be animals too. We weren't just like, oh yeah, it's gotta be weird. Like we, we were like, it might be squirrels too. Um, but it started to get weirder. We were starting to hear a lot of stuff um, and see things right next to us on the porch. Like we'd be on the porch and we'd see it right next to us and then we'd look and it'd be gone. Um, we saw a lot of movement, a lot of, hear a lot of like running. Um, and we started seeing weird lights in the tree right behind my house. Um, (laughs) Which is where we kind of were like, okay, so it's definitely something. Like, We can no longer assume that it's just a squirrel because we started to see weird balls of lights go up into the sky um, in the tree and kind of zip around and move about um, as if it was nothing. And one of my roommates who had seen one of the bigger balls of light that we saw described as like if you were to put a glow stick inside of a volleyball that's what it looked like. Uh, so we started seeing stuff like that we started hearing more stuff and we finally were just kind of like you know what we're gonna leave an offering or something out for this creature and see if maybe we can like have some sort of understanding We're like we will give you gifts please stop throwing rocks at our house and us. Um, and on the recent full moon we left out um, a tray of various items we left like a, a cookie that we had made some plant clippings from plants that we grew I made um, a piece of bone jewelry um, and some other little trinkets and we left them out there um, and I mean I think it was accepted because we haven't had a single rock thrown in our house since then um, and this is crazy, and I, you don't need to tell me, but I'm not gonna accept them. Um, we keep finding little things left right on the edge of our porch. Um, there was a ball of yarn, which that could actually belong to one of my roommates. I am not sure. Um, <laughs> my like, my brain wants to be like, it's an offering, it's a gift. Um, I don't know where it came from. None of us have yarns, so we've just kind of assumed that it was a gift of some sort. We found um, New rocks lined up on the railing um, and things like that and we have not touched any of them because we're a little bit smarter than that, but um, I truthfully uh, Have gone about this whole experience like assuming that it has been Um And I looked it up and I mean this should come as a surprise to nobody, but we live on native land because everyone lives on native land because it is all what stolen anyway um it's just it's weird it's just very strange and you know we've seen a lot of weird stuff and i don't know i'm just i'm getting a little more rambly than i normally do but that is my experience with what i perceive to be especially the second one i definitely i am sold for sure that the first one was puck wedgies like we went there looking for, um, and that we definitely experienced the, them in that setting. Second one, I I personally am convinced that it's puck wedgies based on what we've been seeing, what we've been hearing, and what we've been experiencing, um, but you can never be sure. So, you know. Um, so that's like, I think that's about all I have for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I. it's worth noting that Pukwudgie sightings are often, like, really, really high in areas of high strangeness. Um, so, where you've got a lot of, like, UFO sightings, um, and other weird phenomena happening, like, a lot of paranormal stuff. Um, if you're not familiar with the Bridgewater Triangle, you should absolutely look it up. Um, it's very cool. Uh, it is just this weird area of Massachusetts where they're, the high-strangeness is so high that they just slapped a name on it and they were like, great, now you know, it's weird stuff happening here. Um, It's very cool though. Um, This has definitely been my longest video. If you have reached it, the end here, if you've made it all the way to the end with me, I appreciate you very much. Um, And I'm going to wrap this up now just because it's getting a little bit much. Um, But I hope you guys have enjoyed. Um, If you have any experiences with pot if you are from the New England area um, or, you know, if you're not and you have experiences with other types of little tricksters that may not necessarily be called Pukwudgies um, where you're from, please let me know because I love them and I like love hearing stories about them. I really would like to know what you guys um, feel about this. So please let me know down in the comments. Um, and again, if you're interested in my paranormal investigation blog, the link will be right down in the bio um, in my link tree. Uh, thanks so much, I hope to see you guys next week. Bye!